escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Welcome to tonight's edition of the program. We are focusing on the only mandated body to give you and me and Ghana card. And our lenses will zoom into the activities, especially because the EC's new CI, once approved by Parliament, will see to the use of the Ghana card as the only identity document to register and vote. Or CI 126 currently allows the passport and the Ghana card as key documents 
plus the Garanta system as we speak. But let's take a look at the figures as we've seen it now and what the situation is. So on the screens, you can see that the NIA Ghana card registration statistics as of September 2023. So we have the latest figures. The number of Ghanaians registered stands at 17,504,553. Then the Ghana cards printed is 17,322,124. Now cards issued stands at 16,682,327. Cards ready for collection as we speak is 639,797. And the cards yet to be printed stands at 182,429. And this is the figures we are getting from the National Identification Authority. Now going on, y'all, we'll go on to the next slide now. And as it stands now, so this is uh, what it looks like, at least. Um, yeah, I was trying to fix it so that I get into the next slide as we speak. But um, machines always, uh, when it comes to figures, that's what happens. But that's where we stand in terms of uh, the figures, uh, what, what has happened so far, what the National Identification Authority has done, and where we are going. Well, tonight we are focusing on them when it comes to uh, the National Identification Authority. So we have a regional breakdown of the figures, what we are looking at. There's an issue about their debts, amongst others. These and more, we are getting answers to tonight once you has it so the national this is um, the, the whole figures as we have it so at least under review the cats registered i've given you that under review attempted multiple registration ninety-five thousand nine hundred and forty-two. the cats issued this is what it looks like under review is now 656 now this is the total population for ghana 30.8 million estimated population for persons 15 and above 19.9 million NIA has managed to enroll 17.4 million out of this number. So the difference between the whole population and then the NIA is 2.6 million. That's the difference that we have. So yeah, if you're okay, we can go on to the next slide now. So additional Ghanaians registered. This is what it looks like. 146,692 additional cards printed. 584,390 and additional cards issued 586,996. These are the figures. And then I enrolled 17.4 million people, regional breakdown as of February 2023. So we've been looking at it. This is the previous figures. Now we have the September figures. So this is the regional breakdown from the Greater Accra, all 16 regions to Savannah at 0.3 million, uh, 3.52 million for the Greater Accra region, followed closely by the Ashanti region, 3.3 million, Easting 1.81 million, all the way to the Savannah region. Let me look at the Volta region, it's 0.89 million. So let's um, go on to uh, the next slide. We'll go all the way to what it looks like for September as well. So this is as of February. We've been looking at it. EC Ghana card holders um, is 10.25 million. NIA 18 plus 16.98 million. NIA enrolled 17.38 million. And the EC total registration 17.02 million. This is also very significant because of the limited registration exercise that's currently underway. So these are more issues that will come up. Let's go um, to the latest as we have it. So EC Ghana card holders, regional breakdown as of February 2023. This is how it looks like. So we have the Ashanti region, 1.99 million. Greater Accra region followed closely, 1.65 million. All the way to Oti Ahafo. We have Oti, 0.17 million. And then Ahafo, 0.13 million. So this, the regional breakdown as of February 2023. This is where we stand. Now, registered voters... Since we started voting in 1992, 
all the way uh, to the last election, which is 2020. These are the dynamics. So we started off as a country with 7 million, 7.401 million people, 1992. Then it started increasing steadily. In 2000, we had 10,698,652 persons. All the way to 2012, this is what it looks like, 14,158,890. Then 2016, we had 15,712,499. Then 2020, the last election, we have 17 million, that was in 27,641. That's uh, what the figures looks like. I'm not too good when it comes to figures, but managed to grab it all when it comes to uh, the figures that we have in terms of registration for the NIA, the EC, amongst others. These and more, uh, we'll try to digest the figures and break it down a bit more for you. Have you registered? Do you have a Ghana card? What's hindering uh, that process for you? It's a good time for you to tweet at us with the hashtag, the probe. Professor Kenneth Ajiman Atifa, Executive Secretary, National Identification Authority, is my guest tonight, live on the Joy News Channel. Um, Joy 99.7 FM for our radio audience. MyJoyOnline.com. We are an affiliate across Ghana's 16 regions. On DSTV channel is 421. Go TV is 125. Do you know about the National Identity Day? How did you observe it? We're talking more about it. I am MFA Apau. Please do stay with me. We're right back after this break.
You welcome back. This is the probe here on the Joy News Channel, Joy ninety nine point seven FM, myjoyonline.com. We're on DSTV Channel four two one, Go TV one two five. This is the probe, and we're taking a look at the activities of the National Identification Authority. Do you have a Ghana card? What's been the challenge for you going through the process to get a Ghana card? How smooth was it? How difficult was it? Um, let's take a look. Let's interact this evening as we put the spotlight on the body mandated to do this produce a Ghana card for you and for me as well. Dr. Kenneth Ajiman Atifwa, Executive Secretary of the National Identification Authority, is my guest tonight. Welcome, Doc. Thank Good you very much, you. Good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Okay. Great to see you and to be on your program. Good. So we are talking about, let's start off with the National Identity Day. Really, I must admit, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. How come? Well, um, it's because here in Ghana, we started celebrating a National Identity Day only last year. Okay. Um, there is um, a movement around the world called ID for Africa movement. It commenced in 2014, and it has as its primary purpose the expansion of public interest in identity, particularly in legal identity and the, the use of legal identity and the benefits of legal identity in order to ensure social, political, and economic inclusion. It selected the 16th of September as the International Identity Day because it aimed to align with target 16.9 of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. That target, 16.9, uh, basically stipulates that, or requires that all member nations of the United Nations should, by the year 2030, give identity, legal identity to all persons. So all persons in the world must have legal identity by the year 2030. 30. That's a UN Sustainable Development Goal, 16.9. That's our target. Ghana and all other countries um, that are members of the UN have already subscribed to that. So that's the goal. And I was happy to hear you state the statistics for Ghana. We are 30 million, at most 30 point, 31 point something million. Yeah. By the latest projections from statistical service, you could go to 32 or something. But... We've already captured 17.4 million out of the 30, 31 million, let's say. Strategically, what it means is that we are, half, we are beyond the halfway mark. There are already plans, and we can discuss those um, a bit later, mm -hmm. plans to register Ghanaians aged zero up to six Strategically, during the mass registration and the current continuous registration phase, we've, we limited ourselves to Ghanaians aged 15 and above. Okay. If you put the total number of Ghanaians under 15 years, they are about 12 million. If you look at the population of Ghanaians aged 15 million, uh, sorry, 15 years and above, who have not yet registered for the Ghana card, who have not been captured, that's approximately 2.6, 2.5, 2.6.
So if we have the means, we as Ghanaians, I mean, not, not if we have the means, properly equipped, financially speaking, NIA is in a position to register and issue Ghana cards to Ghanaians who offer themselves for registration, who are aged 15, 15 and, and above. above. Okay. And we can do that before the end of this year. End of this year. We the have 2.6 million yes, difference. We have 296 officers, 292 officers across the country. 16 of them are regional officers, 276 are um, district officers. We call them district officers, but our district officers are actually coterminous with their constituencies because okay. there are 261 districts in the country, but we have 276 district officers, including Saul. Um, you know, so, so we're there. But to get back to ID for Africa movement, my point is simply that we are, it is our obligation to give legal identity to every Ghanaian. Okay. And we have already done 17.5. We have plans to do those, that is, every Ghanaian in Ghana. We have plans to do, uh, to register those who are 15 and above who offer themselves. They have to come to us. For that we, to happen. For that to happen. We have officers, we have personnel, we have equipment, and we are properly positioned. I'll come to some of the details on that later. If These are questions that will come up because even those who are outside Ghana have also reached out, asking questions right. amongst others. So that's the third category, MFR, mm-hmm. of Ghanaians that we must capture. I've already spoken of zero to six. And, then and I'll, go into, I'll be happy to go into that particular one um, uh, properly. And then six to 14. And then 15 and above, we already know. But there is this very special cohort of Ghanaians Ghanaians in the diaspora, mm-hmm. who, I mean, category of Ghanaians, who, who want to be registered, who we must register. The law obliges us to register them. And the law provides that we should work with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration. The law says that Ghanaian mission staff, that's the personnel we have to use to do the registration. So it's not Ghana government carrying people from Ghana. Yeah. Uh, NIA staff going abroad to go and do that. There may be some, a few people for supervision and all of that, but we have already worked with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration, mapped out the strategy, planned it well, and just awaiting the release of what funds. What are the timelines for that? Because oh, it's we, been long overdue. It has been long overdue, I, I concede. We should have actually f- com- commenced the registration in February of 2023. Okay. Um, we've not done so. It's just, um, you, you, you've seen what happened to this country um, since about July last year. So it has affected NIA's um, strategic operations. Um, you would recall that from about July, August last year, it was pretty difficult for Ghanaians to get um, Ghana cards as first-time applicants. In February of 2023, we were actually summoned to Parliament to explain our circumstances and all of that. And after that, there was a promise that um, 100 million had been released. And so all the 3.5 million cards that were in the bonded warehouse that that had been seized has been released to you. Okay. (laughs) So strong language. Um, (laughs) uh, Actually, it's it's my fault when I said summoned. We're Mm -hmm. not summoned. We're invited by Parliament 
to um, come and explain the circumstances, answer questions which we did um, together with um, our Cognate Institution, the Electoral Commission. Um, Following that appearance and the confirmation by the Minister for Finance Mm -hmm. that certain amounts of money are owed to NIA's technical partner, Identity Management Systems Limited, which is a subsidiary of the Margins Group. $10 million or some hundred million Ghana cities roughly were promised by the ministry and subsequently released. That enabled Car Bank, which was owed by the private partner because they took loans from Car Bank, IMS took loans from Car Bank to import the, the, um, the chip, the, sorry, yeah, the, both the chip and the card body before embedding the chip and and, and, and and personalizing it so that we can uh, so they were owed and they had to be paid and so some amount of money was released and that payment was made it enabled IMS in, in fact it was GRA Ghana Revenue Authority that was holding the cars in a bonded warehouse okay. to release them to Car bank and for car bank to release them to IMS and IMS to relieve them uh, to um, NIA. So that's sorted. But that was about 541,000 blank cards. Mm-hmm. We were then able to send these cards across the country to all our offices after we had printed them, the cards that were in, in backlog. And uh, that was about the uh, end of March. Mm-hmm. Within, we promised to do that in 11 days, and I think we did it in. 10 days or 9 days, uh, I think 10 days, okay. you know, and then ship them off to the, the regions or provinces and people. Um, we have been urging people to go and get their cards. And if you look at the figures you yes. projected, um, before the 541,000 cards were printed, we already had something in the region of 600, um, about 630 cards in backlog from mass registration period. And then if I, when, what I mean by that is that we had cards we had printed during mass registration and people had not gone to present themselves for the cards to be issued to them. Okay. Then mass registration ended. The cards were sent to head office. And when we set up, mass registration ended in September of 2020 after COVID. Mm-hmm. Then we, went, we established regional and district offices across the country in November of 2021. In fact, on the 3rd of November, and whether, to the best of my knowledge, even if I say so myself, the only national institution that has ever set up offices across all 16 regions simultaneously one day and also set up offices across all 276 operational districts across the country same day there were a few places where you know one or two for some political administrative reasons there was some resistance or if you don't hire our people we won't give you offices and all of that. But they pitted out. All those concerns died down when people realized the seriousness of the business we're in and the fact that they'll be shortchanging their own constituents or, or people mm-hmm. if they didn't um, do what was needful, which was to support a state institution. 
established to provide registration services of different kinds to the populace. Over time, within the same month, everybody came online. Okay. And so we are functionally on the ground, operation, I mean, operating successfully because cards were released at the time. Well, I want us to conclude on the issue about the debts. About the, the debts, the yes, issue about okay, debts sure. and the fact that you needed a lot of resources because we've been talking about um, the people outside Ghana and what's the only thing that is hindering the process sure. is the issue about finances. Mm-hmm. So as a stance now, the NIA, when it comes to debts owed, are you in good standing? Um, no. Okay, let me explain. Mm-hmm. It is not NIA that is in debt. Mm-hmm. It is the government of Ghana. We as NIA, we've not borrowed a penny from anyone. As NIA, we've not misspent or bad spent, as the Caribbeans <laughs> would say. We've not bad spent money. Mm-hmm. We've not done anything to incur debt. Are the funds being released as it ought to be? No, not exactly. Because the government is trapped, and that's why I referred to last year. Before COVID, even during COVID, we were sufficiently resourced. We went out there, despite all the criticism, we went out there as soon as the COVID situation abated. You would remember that on the 20th or thereabouts of March 2020, after the president announced the COVID lockdown, we truncated the process. We had one week left in the eastern region to complete mass registration. We truncated the process, and then when COVID abated, we went back, we finished eastern region, then we went back around the country, and did a mop-up. Okay. We even did strategic mop-up in particular communities where we felt that the numbers were not as great. Then we went around the country in June of 2020 to do a special card issuance blitz. That was just to issue cards. And I, I remember coming to your neighborhood here, and you had a couple of registration centers, and there were people who were not going to get their cards, even though they were just a few meters, uh, registration center was just a few meters away from where they were. In my father's hometown, I came on down. When I was there, I, I visited a registration center. A woman was selling cocoa and, you know, have you gone for your card? Have you? I just saw my miscar. You have to give me money. And this is crossing the street to the school across the road. I mean, across the street. So there are attitudinal issues. There are people who have not gone to get their cards. But coming back to the funding, mm-hmm. the matter arises from two sources. Number one, this is a public-private partnership arrangement that is being implemented by Ghana to deliver a national identification system. Ghana implements this national identification system project through the National Identification Authority, which is in partnership on the directives of government, not on Kenatefa awarding a contract. I've never awarded a contract for that, contrary to what some politicians like to say. Government directed by a, I mean, a specific letter dated 22nd of May 2017 mm-hmm. that EDI should enter into a partnership with Identity Management Systems Limited, which had been determined by a technical committee of experts in the identity management space to be the most robust institution to offer the best uh, platform or vehicle for the delivery of this. After they had evaluated a whole lot of institutions, uh, prospective vendors, 
technical solutions providers who had presented themselves to the technical committee established by the Vice President, Dr. Baumia. At the end of it, we entered into a contract with Identity Management Systems Limited. People commonly call them the margins group. They, in the first year of operations, were to provide $169 million as their contribution to the implementation of the fund. The government of Ghana was to provide $124 million United okay. States dollars. It is this combined um, resource base that was to drive the implementation for the first year. It's a 15-year life cycle, a 15-year uh, contract. Over the 15-year period, it is to bring in over $2.5 billion in revenues. Okay. The total expenditure, including everything, everything, is projected to be the $1.2 billion that I mentioned some time ago, and I was castigated, deliberately misrepresented as saying that it is going to cost one point. You know, that's not what it's going to cost, but the projected revenue, say, for example, from, from um, revenue savings, cost saving alone, SNIT is no longer producing SNIT cards. From the savings alone, from card body, just not pre- um, um, buying and personalizing and printing cards, they are in the region of about $30 million. The same with National Health Insurance Authority. Okay. The same with uh, GRA, piggybacking on the Ghana card and, you know, the tax identification number and all of that. Colossal savings all along the way. And look at the telcos. Look at all the banks, all 25 universal, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> universal banks in the country have been onboarded onto the national um, uh, identification, the verification platform okay. that we have built with, uh, our partners have built with us and, 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 and are implementing. And I, as I speak... Considering your passion when it comes to uh, this um, identification thing, if I don't come in, <laughs> we'll leave our audience out. Yes, there are a yes. number of questions um, that they've sent sure. in also that we would want to go into. But really, um, there are some issues just... that I wanted us um, to just clarify. At least, we just started a public sector registration recently. But I haven't answered your point. question properly. Okay. The one about finance. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that there are two sources. You are in good standing, you yeah. say. The, not the government of Ghana owes IMS. How much is oh, I think even, even the last, last time, time hundred million that, was released. At least some eighty million would would still be in in debt, and I, I mean um, um, in in USD. You know, so so there is quite a bit of money for government to pay. I I hadn't adverted my mind to the specifics because so as of March, when that hundred million. It is was released after that. There was still about been... 90. Oh, there was still about 90. Okay. And then there have been, um, um, what is when you fail to pay, what's the term? I've forgotten. There, mm-hmm. There's been a few, um, a couple of months more added. Yes. Where arrears, thank you, that's the word, where you know, which has gone up. And that part of it also issues from what is called a government support agreement. Government of Ghana was so convinced about the viability of this project, and it is so extremely viable that it undertook to basically underwrite any revenues that should have um, gone to the private partner for any given month if the, private part, if the project doesn't generate revenue. And this project was delayed by a whole year, not because of anything NIA did. That's number one. Number two, 
The registration of Ghanaians in the diaspora was expected to commence within six months after the commencement of the mass registration. That also, as we know, has not happened. And mass registration started in April, on April 29th, 2019. So revenue that ought to have come in from 2019 is not coming in. Call it delayed. Whatever it is, it is revenue that's not coming in, and therefore it has cost implications, and it affects the, the, whole the revenue model that underpins this whole um, project. Part of the debt that we're talking about, issues from, from that. Okay, and then we're talking about uh, the public sector registration. Yes. Um, it hit a lot of snag. There was some resistance to that. We had the first phase and then the second phase. What's really the update with that? The objective, there have been concerns raised by some of these groupings about why we need to do this particular exercise. Maybe we can enlighten us a bit more on that. Okay. Um, uh, from, from where I sit, mm-hmm. the only real snag we hit was a COVID snag. It truncated a process. There were a lot of nuisance lawsuits, people calling me names, saying, doing all kinds of things, <coughs> forgetting that the president, <coughs> excuse me, when His Excellency the President announced the COVID lockdown, he also indicated that businesses and other um, um, offices, you know, places of work, could continue to operate mm. subject to the observance of the COVID protocols and you know hand washing and okay. and social distancing and all of that, and NIA then had a week to do to go. We waited. When it abated, we went back. Not a single person got COVID at any NIA registration center or because of any activities by NIA. And at the time of the lockdown, there were just two cases of confirmed I mean confirmed COVID cases. In the country, okay. we exercise responsibility. We were responsive. We did the right thing, and we served the country well. I'll, I'll, but, I'll take a quick break on that. We'll take a quick breather on that, and then um, let's get into um, the questions also that have come in. A number of questions, so that we can um, get a, a quick breather for for Prof on this. Then, um, yeah, if you're ready, maybe we should go through uh, the first part of questions uh, that we've received, so that um, we can. We can take a quick breather on that. There are a number of them. Um, so um, Yao would also try and then uh, get the questions for me. But there were issues about extortion and corruption that came up. Um, we've had some petitions from some workers who say they've been asked to go home because of uh, these issues, unfair treatment amongst others. We'll get into it. And then um, Yao is ready uh, with the first part of questions so that we don't leave the audience out. So we have a very first one. Mami says, could you provide an overview of the objectives and significance of the mass registrations for Ghana card? And that's the very first one. We have another one um, that goes on. Yeah, we have to do this uh, very quickly so we can go through a number of the questions. Eliana says, is the NIA able to register all eligible Ghanaians, especially because the EC plans on making the Ghana card the sole identity document to register as a voter? Akuno also says, how does Professor Tefua respond to allegations that the NIA is registering more citizens in NPP strongholds than in NDC strongholds? Um, that's Akuno, Akuno's question. I think this came up some time ago. And then there's one from Rosmond that says, why did the registration of public sector workers fail the first time? And what is going on with the second round of registration? 
That's um, Wisman's question. Maxwell says, is the NIA up to the task with the registration? And ahead of commemorating Identity Day, can the executive secretary say that the institution has registered the required numbers? Maxwell, we've been looking at the figures, but of course you'll go through. I'll I'll repeat that for you. And then Hashmin says, is the NIA being profit-driven to the extent that it is shifting from its core mandate? Why do people have to pay such high prices for so-called premium service? That's Hashmin. And then the last one for this this round, what is going on with people who have registered but have not had access to their cards because of this? Uh, they cannot register again and have to wait for these cards, which are not coming. So um, these are some of the, the questions, the first batch of questions, Prof, um, now that we've taken a quick um, breather for you. So then we can, we can go into um, the first batch of questions. I'm sure uh, we'll repeat them. So Mame is talking about the, uh, a brief overview of the objectives and significance of the mass registration <coughs> for Ghana card, if you're okay now. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, <coughs> <laughs> That's okay. the, the objectives of the, the there are two questions there mm-hmm. objectives of the mass registration and then the objectives of the Ghana card yeah. the objectives of mass registration the simple purpose it was to ensure that a, a large number of Ghanaians mm-hmm. significant a critical mass of Ghanaians could be registered onto the National Identity Register Mm -hmm. in a short period of time in order to trigger the process and the benefits that all of us must enjoy from the Ghana card. The mandate of NIA is to register all Ghanaians in Ghana and abroad and issue them with Ghana cards. Register all foreigners living in Ghana who are living here for three months or longer and who are not diplomats nor... Uh, who are not diplomats or the uh, representatives of international non-governmental organizations. And then to issue them with non-citizen Ghana cards. So you have to do, for the Ghanaians in Ghana, you have to do a mass registration to achieve that critical mass. So that was a purpose. Then the law provides that we should do continuous registration by setting up permanent regional and district offices, such as I described, in order to provide continuous services for Ghanaians who could not register during the mass registration. Mm -hmm. So that was the purpose. Now, what is the purpose of the Ghana card? Of course, I I mean, I have abbreviated it. There are also, there's also the, because I said earlier that this is about identification system. It's not just a Ghana card. Now, the identification system has five broad purposes. This registration is one of them. But we are required as uh, NIA to share data with what the law calls user agencies, SNIT, NHIA, GRA, those sorts of things, institutions, which are cognate, which have interests and business and identity management and all of that. And then other institutions which the minister responsible for the national identification system will designate. And so if, for example, Joy FM or, or uh, the banks, they are not mentioned in the law, the telcos, but as I said, all, all of them are using it, all of them have requested for, and uh, we, you know, we've shared data with them. So the electoral commission that comes up frequently, we can share data with them to enable them to do what it is that they want to do if they request for data from us and comply with certain technical and legal obligations that devolve on, the, on them and, and, and on us. Some, some wonder what the, the relationship between the NIA 
and the EC is as we speak, because we know that once the, the new EC proposed in Parliament goes through, the only identity document will be the national, uh, the Ghana card that yes, will be used as to vote in registration. So really, as it stands now, what's the, the working relationship between the EC and the NI? Oh, working relationship is excellent. Mm-hmm. We have, we, the, um, this is Jimenez and I, on a personal level, excellent relationship. Mm-hmm. Professional level, excellent. Institutional level, excellent. Um, we speak often, we provide information, they ask questions, we share, and all of that. Sometimes, in the manner of speaking, mm-hmm. somebody may make a comment, somebody may use a wrong word. Yesterday I had on, on news file, um, and I saw the inscription at the bottom, NIA cannot impose its data on EC. It gives the wrong impression that NIA has sought to or is seeking to. But there's no such thing. EC has been talking to NIA. But the concern is NIA has the data that we all need for this country, for us not to go through the whole process and use more funding to do the same thing that the NIA has done. That's the concern that many There's no problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. With a click of a button, mm-hmm. NIA can give that data to EC. That one, there's no debate. Mm-hmm. The, the, the technical systems or arrangements or, or mechanisms that have to be put in place, we are all agreed on them. That's not a problem. That's why we've been able to do with SNET and EC, I mean, um, D, uh, NHIA and GRA and controller and a whole lot of institutions. Mm-hmm. That There's no problem at all. That's the stance it, now. Is the all. EC willing to get The EC it? wants it. The okay. EC, that's why it went to Parliament. Okay. It wants to use NIS data. There is... A lot of this is imaginary. Mm-hmm. It is also just like the question you asked earlier about um, like public ministers. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dominic Ayene, former att- Deputy Attorney General, member of the NDC, has stated here at your, uh, in this house, multimedia, that the NDC as a party trusts NIA to deliver a clean system, a clean society. Our, our system, and it goes to the purpose the lady was asking about, mm-hmm. our purpose is to deliver a clean society of integrity. So we must protect the integrity, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, yeah, the integ- we must ensure the integrity of the data we collect. Okay. That's why we want to make sure that your name is correctly spelled, that your date of birth is correct, that you have not given us false information. And if you seek to change your date of birth, you must comply with the law. It's about the integrity of the data. And then we must also protect the data. And we must, there's a whole lot of obligations that devolve on us. So that if the EC or any institution chooses to use it, they can also rest assured that Yamawang Apokonkron, they've given them credible data about the citizenry or about the populace. So, so that's one. But quickly, the, so that's the purpose of mass registration, mm-hmm. and that's the purpose of the Ghana card. It is to ensure that we have a society that you can rely on, the data that you have. Take, for example, the registration of um, Ghanaians from age zero. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier. We started a piloting in July and August. Okay. When a child is born, we're working in collaboration with the Beths and Deaths Registry and this um, um, Ghana Health Service. The child is assigned a serial number or unique number by birth and death, or so birth certificate. When, because we are registering Ghanaians and uh, registering them in terms of identity, 
we have to be sure that we know the identity of the child. So the child is not just baby MFR. Mm-hmm. After baby MFR has been taken home, and say six years later, she's been outdoored, mm-hmm. then the baby is given a name and has an identity. The mother takes the baby for weighing, the health, birth and death registry, and the Ghana Health Service take a liveness picture of the mother's, uh, the mother's ID card, Ghana card, and that of, um, um, and, and then transmits the details to us. We then conduct a liveness test to make sure that it's a real mother, a living human being, not a dead baby, I mean, mother, a woman. And to make sure also that it's not somebody who is dead and the card has been taken, we satisfy ourselves in order to prevent trafficking and all kinds of things. When we are so satisfied, we do a liveness test also of the child's identity. So we collect the name. Uh, you know, the hospital or medical facility, the birthing place, and the time of birth, date of birth. Are we doing this with a birth and death registry as well? Yeah. We are in partnership with them. How many babies would you say we've been able to register? I wouldn't know that. It's a pilot and I can, we can come and have a conversation on that. But but I just said that six weeks. In fact, take August rather, August Mm -hmm. 1st as the real operational piloting deadline. So you have to move it into the future by six weeks. Mm-hmm. That is when we presume Ghanaians would have named the They're baby. And everything. The, uh, then okay. the child has an identity and we start registering. Okay. Now, when children are registered from that age, we will do away with all this controversy about citizenship. Mm-hmm. We'll be protecting the boundaries, policing the boundaries of Ghanaian citizenship. We will evade forever the issues of age, football age will be a thing of the past. Pension, from pension controversy. So we have a clean society. All these false birth certificates, false passports, all the, the confusion in our identity management space will dissipate okay. because we are building a clean society that has integrity. And the Ghana card is the foundation that and I thank so we are piloting the, the zero um, to from birth zero to six weeks and, and onwards. But the point is, uh, from the six years down to the fifteen plus, because I know you are covering you are covering your fifteen plus. What happens? I have a ten-year-old. No problem. How you, do we capture him? Again, it's subject to availability of funds, but I, I I'm, I'm sanguine enough to believe that. Um, probably in the course of this year, mm-hmm. we will begin the registration of Ghanaians aged 6 to 14 plus. Okay. We're going to work with the National Health Insurance Authority. They are one of our sister institutions. They have equipment that's very much like us, our printers and registration kit and all of that. They have personnel who are accustomed to the use of those uh, equipment. We have, uh, we're working on um, a legal relationship and you know, executing a contract to formalize this relationship. As soon as funds are available, we will begin the registration of these. We will work with parents and teachers okay. who go to schools. So if it is um, Roman Rich School, let's mm-hmm. say, um, or Rasso LA to primary school, mm-hmm. we, we go, we work with the teachers, we agree that on this day, at this time, we will come and register class three pupils. Parents, we will meet with them, engage, assist those who can uh, apply, 
for their kids online. They will fill the forms, all of that. Attach their Ghana cards, all the necessary things they will do online to save time. Those who cannot, they will be supported. Teachers will assist. We will enter into a healthy relationship with the uh, Ghana Education Service and teacher associations and all of that. And make sure that it is stress-free. If we can do only 20 children a day, we do so. But we will have the numbers of children all over. We are not going to have children queuing. No way, no way, no way. Not a mass registration. A very well-programmed, tailored um, um, arrangement that will ensure that it is stress-free. And because they are not bound, it's not, it is not time-bound, number one, and that's a point people miss. Somebody just asked a question, and is NIA able to register all Ghanaians? Mm-hmm. Eligible Ghanaians. Eligible Ga- well, all Ghanaians are eligible. Okay. But for now, it is those aged 15 and above. Because we are doing it in cohorts, um, you can only look at a certain number. That's why we're talking about 19 million for 15 and above. But people must be willing to uh, I mean, uh, come, go to NIA. MFR, let's not be ostriches. There were people in this country who were urging some Ghanaians not to go and register for the Ghana card. There were people who have gone to register or come to NIA to register for the Ghana card, but who have not announced to their constituents or publics that they themselves have gone. And I suspect that there is a small number of people, maybe not very large, but there's a small a number of Ghanaians who have not gone because they've listened to talk, perhaps okay. political talk. Okay. Then there are people who have registered, their cars have been printed. We have called them with your them. taxpayers' money. We've sent text message blasts to all these people. Our officers are calling them in the districts. Some don't have any need for it. If they don't have a smartphone and they are not motivated to get, therefore not motivated to get a SIM card, what's a Ghana card for them? They live in their village. We were there, they registered. But we have moved away. The Ghana card brings them no immediate material. But shouldn't we have a way of maybe taking the cards back to the places that these registrations okay. happen? I'm sure if you, funding if, issues. If you had no resource constraint, mm-hmm. as for the way, it is obvious. But MFA, we have already been to every village, every hamlet, at least once, most places twice. Those who have not collected their cars, some were indisposed, some had traveled, some for whatever reason. We are going there already. Some MMDCs, some aspiring politicians, those who want to unseat the sitting MP, MP, those who, all kinds of people are going to NIA at our request, assisting us with vehicles or fuel or some... Um, I went around the country recently, and I was enamored to hear, you know, um, the contributions of MPs from both sides, from all sides of the political divide, and aspiring, whatever, politicians wanting to help. So we use... We, we plug into community calendars, market days, and you know, debers and all of that, and go into communities and issue cards. That's already happening. But somebody must. We can't go door to door. Okay. We don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. When people are sick, they go to hospitals in the districts or wherever the hospital is located. The hospital does not move. In this case, the state provides that we should set up 
offices. We've done so, but we've gone beyond the formal, the, the, the formal requirement by getting into the community. Mm. But even if you go to the doorstep, like that woman at Achimoda... I want you to give her money first. Across well, the street. Well, there's this issue also about um, registering more citizens in MPP strongholds than in NDC strongholds. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a surprising, I think, that is one of those um, base political uh, statements. Okay. There's absolutely no evidentiary basis for that. But even beyond that, there is no reason for that. It doesn't make sense. This project is underpinned by a revenue model. You want to make sure that every Ghanaian registers, every Ghanaian gets a card, and every Ghanaian is able to make use of it. Mm -hmm. Then you realize the revenues. But more than the revenue, you would also realize the social, economic, and political inclusion, which are the fundamental objectives of the Ghana card project. The law says that we should do this in order to ensure social, economic, and political inclusion. Okay. It will benefit women. It will benefit ma the marginalized. It will benefit and, and your identity. Look, there are people who have lived in this country from birth to death, and uh, there is no record of their existence. And uh, they are buried, and then later a road is made where they were buried. And absolutely nothing. It's painful, sordid part of our history. Mm. This is cheap political talk. There is no basis, there is no reason I will pretend over a process that will strategically disadvantage any part of the country. MPP stronghold so that they will get what? You can only, if the idea is that so that they can go and register, mm -hmm. whilst those in non-MPP strongholds cannot register, what do we achieve? Okay. I, I, must, I must be sick to do that. I must not be a patriot. I want to assure the good people of Ghana that I've not done that, NIA has not done that. But if there is a reason somebody suspects so, let me speak to that reason. It is because at some point during the mass registration, mm -hmm. we, you know, we started in Greater Accra. We divided Greater Accra into Accra East and Accra West. Then we went from there to the Volta region. Okay. And then um, to OT. In the course of that, we realized the, the, the slow pace, the machines were few. His Excellency, the President, called and said, hey, look, let's um, um, quicken the pace of this process. So additional registration equipment or kits were brought in. Brought in. Okay. By the time you commissioned the manufacturer, and in fact, they were airlifted into Accra on a charter flight in order to, by that time, we were in the northern region. Then you, you program, you do all the necessary things. We airlifted them to Tamale and then farmed them into the communities with a sense of dispatch, with serious okay. mission. By the time all of this and northern region and uh, what was formerly the Brunahafu, broadly speaking, were sort of in a cluster or, or zone. So by the time all these processes had worked themselves out, we were entering Ashanti region. Okay. That was December 2019. So yes, additional equipment arrived in Ashanti region in December. But the, it was the experience from Greater Accra, right? 
Volta region, which is seen as NDC stronghold, was the best region in terms of our registration experience. Okay. They were the place where, it was the place where registration was smoothest. For some reason, printing was excellent. The internet worked better. Queues were well managed. The people respected themselves. The, the elderly were respected. Okay, so that, that cannot be the case. It that we, But the issue about high prices also came up. But unfortunately, oh, the, it looks like we're just um, the, out the, of time. The high the price, service, maybe briefly. The, 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 law, the, law provides for, the law provides that our registration services are free. Mm-hmm. If you go to any district or regional office now, tomorrow, you can get your Ghana card for free if you are a first-time applicant. However, if you go to a premium center, mm-hmm. which is set up by law, there is a fee parliament has passed, 280 Ghana CDs okay. for, for, for premium, you know, for, premium okay. for first-time registration. But it is your election. You choose to go there. The free service is still available. Are queues? And even though the like, cards... Like queues. No, no, okay. no, madam. There are no the, queues. The, okay. So far, so far, since 28, we're asking about first and second phase. When we stopped the public sector payroll people after one week because there were so low figures, mm-hmm. it means there were no queues. Okay. When we opened it up to the whole world, if you project the statuses, what you will see is that even though there are thousands of cars in all the regions, very few people are going for the cards. The question is why. Perhaps we've reached a saturation point. In all human processes of this kind, you cannot expect 100% um, achievement. But when we finished mass registration, MFA, we had done over 80%, about 85%. And over 85% of cards printed instantly, which was our, our target was 80. And, and it was to solve the problem of you know, 2008 to 2017, where only 900,000 cards were issued. Now we have issued over 16.3 million, 16.6 million cards. It's a colossal achievement that ought to be celebrated as we move toward target 19.16.9. So Identity Day, which brought us here, well, World Identity Day, we're celebrating it to mark the importance of identity for every citizen. And the National Identification Authority and this government very committed to ensuring that every person in Ghana has a legal identity. Okay. And we move in that direction. Well, uh, it looks like you just um, summed it up nicely uh, for <laughs> us here today. But, uh, of course, that's Professor Kenneth Ajimanate for there. And I'm sure this is something we'll have to do again. And I'm sure in the course of I, the week we'll, to get to, we'll get to focus more on it. But uh, we can't leave without asking you about your best man. And, um, <laughs> yes, of course, um, he's at least we are waiting for November 4. Uh, the first round has gone. I heard you at least talk about the fact that Alan was uh, second to your best man in terms of who you were supporting. Now, Alan is... Are we surprised that Alan withdrew from the race? Um, No, I wasn't surprised. You saw it coming? um, I didn't see it coming, um, but I wasn't surprised. But after the results came up, I thought that um, summary thinking would have to happen. Uh, I think that the the reasons that were given for, the, for his um, non-participation in the second phase 
um, could have been stated differently, okay. uh, but, but um, um, or thought through a little differently. But um, I wasn't surprised. And, and I'm, There'll be a repeat for November 4, you say? Baumia is still taking it. Oh, I think it is absolute. It's possible. <laughs> Absolutely possible. Okay. Uh, it is beyond possibility. Um, this is one of those few moments that I will say with positive audacity that it is highly probable, mm. if not highly definite. Okay. And that's how we wrap up tonight's edition of The Probe here on the Joy News Channel. Professor Kenneth Ajimanate for Executive Secretary of the National Education Authority, my guest. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com on behalf of the entire team. Many thanks for spending time Thank with you, us. Mama. For our radio audience, a work with Jesus is up next. For TV, we have Prime Take with Mutal Nabila. Please be safe. Have a good evening. Love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It is another special moment here on Prime Tech as we speak to a man who has shown so much love when it comes to football, a man who has invested his energy, his time, his resources into football. Rose, when he came to the governance of football as the vice president of the Ghana Football Association, also became a management committee chairman of the Ghana, of the senior national team, the Black Stars. Well, he contested for the position of president of the football governing body in 2019. It never went its way. And as you recall vividly, in the second round, after um, the election or the results were counted, there was a third round. But he decided that at this point, let me um, throw in the towel and uh, hand over power to Keto Kriku to be voted president of the Ghana Football Association. And again, the following day, um, the world or the media space uh, saw a video of him congratulating the GFA president, the then elect GFA president, which is Keto Kriku. Now he's throwing his heart again into the race for the position of president of the Ghana Football Association. I guess by now, you have an idea about the person I'm talking about. He is George Akwesi Efri. He's my guest tonight on Prime Take. Mr. George. Thank you very much for your time. Mufta, thank you, thank you. You look good. Oh, you look good too. I like the nice. cap and the glasses. Ah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> what is the secret? Well, um, I'm a fashion flick person. Uh, yes, if, if you love fashion sometimes, you want to change your looks, but it's good to stay healthy. Being a fashion freak, it, it's good, but then it's good to stay healthy and then the... 
You leave the rest to the world to judge you how they see you. Uh, so if you were not into football, uh, what would you have been doing? Uh, well, apart from football, I love cars. Um, I've been involved with cars, uh, automobile in any different aspect. And uh, I also love farming. Uh, I'm a village boy. Um, both sides of my family, from the mother's side, the father's side, my great-great-grandfathers were fishermen and all that. And so, and my mom's side, I see my great-grandmother and my grandmother, they were farmers. I mean, they were cocoa farmers. Okay. And so, and so I see myself, I see the future of Africa that we need to invest in farming. I think that if you had the opportunity to travel out of the, this country and you see how nations have developed, if you especially, specifically I want to talk about Japan, US, Canada, and you, 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 then you have to know that as a young man or as any person who, who come from a background of some farmers, you need to take farming seriously because, look, we are blessed. This country, we are blessed to have natural lands. I mean, lands that are fertile to grow all sort of um, crops and fruits for our well-being. And so I think that I love to go into serious, serious, serious farming. Are, I'm, doing, are I'm doing it already, okay. but... but I think that I can do more. I'm trying to woo some investors into the country. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 